You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. You can go first. Has its thorn. Has its uh-huh, thorn. Uh-huh. Just like every cat has its thorn. I don't even know the words. I'm just uh, making them up. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Welcome to NBC's Revolution Recap Show right here on After Buds TV. I am your host, Megan Thomas. Woo! And you're watching season two, episode 13. Like I said, happy endings. This amazing song is by someone who was on the show today, Mr. Brett Brett Michaels, was singing this. Sexy as a beast. Every rose has its thorn. This is a really sexy song. How do you feel? Like, you're the rose among two thorns over here, aren't you? I am. Beautiful rose over here. I'm a beautiful rose. I am Megan Thompson. Who are you guys? Hey, what's up? I'm Ryan Hooks. And I'm Larice Peoples. Yeah! What'd you guys think about this episode? Awesome! A lot going on. A lot going on, finally. Everybody kind of had their own moment in the episode to where it just kind of, it came together just nice. Right. I loved it. I I was going to say, do you think that they've had... So many episodes these past few weeks that just have been a little bit less. Yeah. And so they needed to, like, pack all this stuff in all of a sudden that they didn't have. I don't know. I mean, I was wondering about that, but I think it's just all getting to the climax of this whole show. It was yeah, kind of it was all about the climax, wasn't it? I felt like it was a season finale. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Well, so you know what? It kind on. of is. It kind of is, and we'll explain in news and gossip. But, so let's jump right in. I, I really like this episode. Yeah. Yeah, um, me too. Let's talk about Aaron and Priscilla, because they didn't have as much of a role in this episode. Um, but we see that Aaron and Priscilla make their way to Lubbock, Texas. And the, well, what was the population in Lubbock? You didn't see it because the the, <laughs> the pole pole was, I saw it was like, like thirty five on the end. Yeah. It was like was <laughs> yes. Um, but of course, we see that they get there, and lo and behold, Peter the Prophet. Peter the Prophet is there. Yeah, and he's doing some healings. Um, what do you guys think? Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, and <laughs> he has brought the new way for the I people. Think, like personally, if I, if I haven't seen somebody for like fifteen years, I probably really noticed them. Especially, you never know because what if they like small? And when last time you saw them, they kind of gained like sixty pounds and like long hair, and beard. Wow, your beard got really long. But apparently, they both look the same. Apparently, I, I mean, I, yeah. I feel like once you get into your adult life, you don't change your look that much. I don't think fifteen right. years from now I'm gonna look the same. I mean, you might. I mean, how do you get any better looking than you are already, Larissa? Hey, thanks, don't you lie to him, I, please. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> I mean, that's all I'm yeah. saying. Don't lie to this guy. But of course, we see, you know, Peter is there. He notices his friends. He invites him into his revival that he's having. And he does something miraculous. He heals a blind lady. And she was in the bombing right. as yeah. well. Right. So. so at least we do know that there were some people who survived the atomic bombs. Blind in Atlanta. Birth. Yes. Um, but he heals her, and then I was wondering: Do you did everyone else see the fireflies too when they came into? Yeah, that was a good question. I think so. Because remember, they talked about when Aaron had them that they saw them. 
Okay. And then, like, these weird things showed up. And then, so I feel like everyone has to see them. Right. It's like everybody reacting normally to it. Like, if I would have saw a room full of, like, green fire... I'd be like, what is going on? Like, I know, but I think because though all of those people were used to saying Peter heal, yeah, I think they yeah. so to them, up. they knew that this is what happens whenever he's healing. These little green fireflies come but, in. That's understandable. It's, but, it's the right. spirit of the Lord coming through the window. And so he basically feels like this is God until Aaron and Priscilla bust his bubble, bust his <sighs> faith bubble, and tell him that it's the Nanites and that they're doing what he says to do because he's essentially one of the parents. Um... He, this is a lot for him to take in, especially because he thinks that he's a prophet. It's you know he all of a sudden right, and he he mentions how he saw a little girl die, and he prayed that the little girl would get healed, and lo and behold, she did. Do you think it's wrong for him to feel like I would like to explain this through a faith way versus a scientific way? No, no. <laughs> so why do you think it, Aaron and Priscilla had such a problem with him doing what he did? I think it's just more so that he didn't accept what the nanotechnology is doing. Uh, it's more or less he just feel like, you know, I'm saving people, like I'm touched through God and I'm able to do these miraculous things. But when they kind of, to justify it, he don't want to believe it because he just want to feel like he's above each and every single one of them. But like Aaron them said, you just feel like you just want everybody to worship you. And that's the reason why you don't want to accept the fact that what we're telling you right now. Right. I think there's a couple things with that. I think that Peter probably has some kind of prophet or God complex, if you will, where I think he enjoys the power that he's got, whether he admits it or not. And uh, I think that it's hard for Aaron and Priscilla to accept because a lot of times people that have scientific minds aren't open to things that are artistic and creative because they're used to thinking a certain way and there's always a right answer. Right. So they're very logical. Are, they're very logical. And to them, if their answer is scientific, then this is what the answer is. But they don't have an explanation for these nanites totally yet. So, I mean, there are many things that it could be. But I don't think that he believes it's God, uh, especially Aaron, because of all the changes that he's been through. Because, you know, in the earlier episodes, he, he, he died. He came back to life. He's set set people on fire. You know, he saw the visions of certain things. And then even with the last episode where Priscilla's like, oh, I'm not going. And then the tree falls. And so, okay, cool. Now it's my key to really to go. And then the vision that Aaron has had, the little kid talking to him. Yeah. So I, I, that's why I feel like he don't feel like it's God that is really something with this technology that's allowed me to see this vision. Right. But- and if you, if you guys look on the website for NBC's Revolution, you'll see that Aaron always has a journal on there. And I read the journal. And in his journal, he talked about how he is agnostic and how, you know, he grew up. He's Jewish. He went to temple. He's like, I don't really believe in that. You know, I, I didn't want to tell my parents I was agnostic. And so I think for him, he's very scientific. Like you said, Ryan, he, he looks at things through a logical A plus B equals C type of lens. Yeah. Whereas you have Peter, who I do agree with you, Larissa. I think he has a bit of a complex or, you know, I think he does, as you said. Um, he, because one thing that, if you remember what Aaron said, Aaron said he's the same boy that used to get beat up next to me in seventh grade. So sometimes when you get beat up and you're bullied, you now want to become someone who is quote unquote of importance. Yeah. To kind of make, yeah, to make, to make up for the lack that you felt when you were younger. So I, I think that makes sense, especially because he locks them up. 
Yeah. That to me was surprising. I didn't think he was I think it's more of the control situation because he feel like he's in control of everything. But one of the key things that Aaron said was that, you know, Peter was the same guy who used to go do acid behind the church. Right. But now he's right. like a prophet. You know, I feel like he's healing people at the moment. And again, it's just one of those control situations where Peter just feel like he has to be in control. I think, too, that Peter sees whether or not he's doing it for power, what he's doing it for. He sees that they could cause an issue for him. Yeah. If they're coming in here and now, as he said, being false witness to the things he's <laughs> right. doing, then he's a Scientologist as well, apparently. Uh, <laughs> then he is, he's, he's done. People are no longer going to accept him for what he's doing and that he's not going to have that power. So he knows that they can literally destroy everything that he's done. Well, I don't, and I think he's wrong if that's the way he thinks. I think he's a little bit wrong in that fact because even if the people find out that the nanites are doing this and it's not God, the only thing that really happens is that they no longer go, oh, well, I guess it's not God. But they still will look at Peter like, well, Peter has the power. Yeah. Because we can ask the nanites to help us and they won't. But yeah. Peter can ask the nanites to do stuff and they will. So I don't, I think it's just, you know, definitely it will change people's view and the faith that they have. And I think he doesn't want to shake that. That's a, that's a boat that you don't really want to rock. I think it's more of the fear of the unknown with Peter. It's like he really, he really don't know. Like he accept his his ability, but at the same time, he he don't understand. Like okay, what happens is everyone knows that okay, I am superpower. Would they be asking me for like un- supernatural things or like share the power with me, or would they try to kill me? Or it's a lot of things that could possibly happen if he shared that information with yeah, everyone. If, else. if it's God, he's protected. Right. You know, you don't kill a, God, a man of God. Right. So if it's power now that he has, then. He could get killed. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right. And I think that um, it's – I love how in this show there's a lot of symbolism. And so, you know, it's it's crazy how there are some religious – there are some different faiths that are controlling. There's very cultic type of faiths that yeah. will – you know, they're like, you're not going to rock our boat. You're not going to mess us up. If you do, we'll kill you. Yeah. We'll lock you up in your room. And so that happens even nowadays. And so it's it's – crazy to see the symbolism in this portion of the show as well i I always even kind of thought that as well when we were talking previously in the early part of the season the different symbols that they had for the patriots those are very like masonic symbols and very cult ish symbols that have been throughout history you know the eye and the triangle symbol and so this could be a whole other cult that we're seeing exactly we'll see hopefully it's not um but i do think that you know I do agree with Peter when he tells them, look, nobody's leaving till we figure this out. You guys need to embrace the Nanite technology slash God slash whatever it is, you know, and and Peter has. He has and he's done a lot like of good with part. it. Yeah. But, you know, I think Priscilla is a hater and she doesn't want to embrace that. And so she's on the other extreme saying, no, 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 we don't need anything with this technology. And then you have Peter saying, yes, accept, accept. And then yeah. I think you have Aaron that's in the middle trying to figure out kind of which way he should go. Well, I think Aaron's the one that's going to be, you know, in the middle because he's experienced it already. Right. He's used this power to heal people, to heal himself, also to kill people. Right. Multiple people. So he has embraced it at some point, but then, you know, doesn't anymore. But I love that part when Peter's like, you just need to embrace this and accept it and you'll be able to use it. Right. And control it and you ask it for things. Right. So I hope that they do. That's going to be interesting to see, like, later on in the season, how that Peter feels like he's, he, that he can actually control this outside of, like, healing people. You know, what, is, what else has he tried to do with the same technology and power? 
Right. But, you know, has he figured anything out yet? Yeah, I think that's gonna be like the the real interesting thing. And it and if and will it be a battle between Aaron and Peter? Because I I don't think Aaron is afraid to use it when he have to. But at the same time, if Peter understand his 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 um ability with the nanites. What will he do outside of healing people? You know what? But here's the thing. I don't think it, the battle is going to be between Peter and Aaron. I think it's going to be between Peter and Priscilla. And Aaron is going to have to be basically the tiebreaker, the one that goes, who's right? Which side should I go on? Yeah. Because that's the side that's going to win. Because I think they're too, both of them are too extreme. And because Aaron's in the middle, he's going to have to pick. Well, let's ask our viewers. Hey, viewers, uh, make sure you check us out on iTunes. Um, please rate us, leave us comments. It, it only makes the show be- better for us. Um, let us know that what do you think was going to happen between Peter, Aaron, and Priscilla with the technology of the Nanites and which side, who would favor to who, whichever side. Um, I think that Aaron, I think we all kind of agree in the consensus that Aaron will basically be the deciding factor between the two, between Peter and Priscilla. But let us know. Please go to iTunes, download us, rate us, comment to us, go to our YouTube page and also leave us comments come and read your comments and we want to make sure that we'll let other viewers knows about, know about your comments. Yeah, absolutely. It makes us easy to find and makes our show better. So. Do you have any comments from any yeah, of I've got so much to talk about comment-wise. Yeah, so uh, first off, shout out to Brendan Headlong. He left Brendan. a comment for us. What? Uh, Brendan, they're not Brendan. Uh, and he was talking about uh, the Patriots in some of the episodes and how the Patriots kind of know what's going on and we were talking against that last week and yeah. he feels like the Patriots have a plan for everyone like because obviously they knew they were involved in the right. Monroe militia previously so he's saying that there's potential for a lot of things to happen with them I also want to give out to some shout outs to some folk uh, Revolution Fans is a fan site for Revolution Show. It's at Take Back the Power. Uh, <laughs> shout out to them for always retweeting us. Also, uh, some fans I was tweeting with during the show today. Uh, Scorpio1080, you know. Uh, Ron Crow, Sydney LaCroner, and also Kanani Rodriguez. Thanks for uh, hitting us up on Twitter during the show. We love the live tweet aspect that I've been starting to do. Uh, so we look forward for more of you and your comments. Check us out. And as always, you can watch us live on your computer screen or any device that streams at AfterBuzzTV.com. We air, it's kind of hard to do because we, we're on the West Coast, but we air at 9 o'clock Pacific, which would be what, midnight? Midnight. Eastern. Easter. Easter. So what is that? Uh, Friday, Thursday morning, midnight. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 9 p.m. East, uh, Pacific. Immediately following the, the West Coast show. <laughs> yeah. There, yes. Immediately following that? the West Coast show, but that doesn't really matter for people on the East Coast because they don't know what time we air. It's okay. But anyway, midnight <laughs> for you guys that are on the East Coast. And then, of course, 9 p.m. Pacific um, every Wednesday we do this. If there's a show that is is it's airing for the first time, we will be here. So make sure you check us out on AfterBuzzTV.com. Well, let's move right along to wow. Washington, D.C. I love how they always start when they show um, the Capitol. They always show a piece of it. Last week, it was the National Mall. Yeah. We saw how dilapidated it was. Yeah. And this week, they show the Washington Monument. Is yeah. that mm-hmm. what that is? Yep. And, of course, it looks like it almost looks like um, how the Twin Towers looked. When yeah, 9-11 happened, like, yeah, there's, out. like, parts of it that are just, you know, concaved out. Yep. Um, Meanwhile, in Washington, D.C. Yes, we see that uh, Neville gets pulled out of jail. And he gets dropped right on the Oval in the Oval Office. Yeah. Actually, one of the fans that uh, I was just talking about tweeted out a comment that they said that the Oval Office carpet needed swept. <laughs> that is <laughs> so, quite know, filthy. It looks a little, a little dirty. dirty. A little <laughs> dingy. I don't think they can use... Um, vacuum cleaners anymore so it's going to be a little raggedy just like 
the comment that the president made about Neville not sitting on Reagan's couch, which uh, yeah. I thought was hilarious. Right? It's, yeah. Reagan. it's old. It's been it's around. It's old. It's been around for a minute, and it looks like it's from the 1980s, yeah. which I was like, eh, perfect. <laughs> so President Davis makes a deal with um, Major Neville. He says, if you go and kill good old Sebastian Monroe for us in Willoughby, Texas, then you'll, your wife will live. News travels fast. Very fast. Very fast. Because when did they find out Monroe was alive? Last episode. Right. Recently, when, yeah. When he just popped up. And I don't think everyone... No, that's really weird to me because here's the thing. The only people that knew that Sebastian Monroe was alive Gina. was yeah. Ed Truman. Yep. But Ed Truman found out when he got the typhus stuck in his neck. Yeah. So yep. he didn't have time to tell anybody, really. Yeah, it was kind of... Uh, right. That, that but was he, my biggest question. Julia know? Because the president said that Julia told him everything. But how would Julia know? Like, nobody knew. Because nobody knew. Even even, it, yeah, uh, what's his name? Neville didn't even know either. Yeah, because even when the episode came back on, he was still holding hostage with Connor, so yeah. nobody knew that Monroe was alive. But you know what? Here, here's what, I just thought about this. So this is probably how they found out in Washington, Mexico. Oh, the federales. Exactly, because remember so, how they were... they. Connor, when he was still on the Mexican side, they said, put it out, see who wants him, see who the highest bidder will be. Yeah. So I think they must have sent word, spread that Everywhere. out. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I think that's how. The president wants okay. yeah. But also like how, you know, Tom always try to play, play down like, oh, you really don't know who I am. And the president like, yeah, I know everything about <laughs> right. you. Right, and he's like, how you speak is so eloquent. It's just like honey. honey <laughs> dripping honey in your ear. Yeah. yeah, it's like he, which is very adequate because, you know, I feel like Tom has a mouthpiece. He can talk. He He'll say some really good stuff. Yes. So these people, you know, I think it makes me a little more scared about the Patriots because it seems like they know more than we, you know, we know they know a lot, but now we're starting to see like, hold on, wait a minute. Thanks very much. Brandon said it. Everyone, they have a plan for everybody because they know everyone. So. Right. So he makes Major Neville a deal and says, you know, your wife will live if you go kill Monroe for us because you're the only one who knows him well enough to do it. And he asks for his son Jason to come with him. Do you think that was a that good was idea? Awesome. Definitely. Smart part. Smart move. Right. I think it was a smart move. I think out of anybody that could help him, it would be his son. I think it was a smart move just to kind of show that the president doesn't have as much power over him as the president thinks he does. But at the same time, I think that it's a smart move because if he would have left his son there and his wife there, so he would have just been yeah. by himself. But at this point in time, his wife has told the president everything about him. So I think really... Do you really think he wants to save his wife, or he just really wants to escape with him and his son? I mean, maybe he's going to leave Julie behind. I don't think she's been kind of conniving lately. She has. No, he's not going to leave her behind. Yeah, I don't think so either. That's his weak spot. That is Neville's, you know, fetish. (laughs) (laughs) That's his boo thing. He's not going to leave her, especially because he felt so bad the first time, and he wanted to get revenge because he thought that the bombs were dropped and she was dead because of it. So he's he's, not going to leave her now that he knows that she's alive. He hates them. He said that this week. Well, it's true. He does hate them. So whose side is he on then right now? Like, but he's on whoever side is going to help him. I think he's on his own side to where, right. you know, he's always plotting and trying to manipulate individuals or even as a as a group to like, hey, this is my plan. You should be part of my plan. And whoever's on my side, we're winning. Well, who's he siding up with next? Then? Do you think we're going to see some uh, collaboration with the Monroe folks? Oh, yes. definitely. I, yes. I mean, I, I think, you know, that's why I said, oh, this is awesome. You remember I said last week, too, I called it. You I called said it last he's week? coming to Willoughby, Texas, probably yeah. to, I said he was going to take Ed's place. Oh, I wish he would have died, but clearly Ed <laughs> keeps living. Hate you, Truman. But I kind of like him. He's okay. I don't like I'm him. Scared. I really don't like he's him. He's all right. You know. 
But um, but I did say he was that I knew that our good friend Major Neville was going to end up in Willoughby, and I feel like he's going to somehow join up with Miles and com- company. And of course, we see that he does that. Yeah. Um, we see that he makes it to Willoughby, Texas, with Jason in five days. That's a lot of travel. Maybe they have a horse. horse you, do you really think you can horse. get? To Willoughby, Texas, which From. does not exist, by the way. I went to go look it up <laughs> to see where it was located in Texas. It's so, not a real city. Yeah. I, mean, I thought it was. Said, Lubbock Texas, is, so. I know, but Lubbock is real. So that's why I thought Willoughby would be a real city, too. Yeah. But it's not. I looked it up. Um, so how do they get to, even if, if Willoughby's at the top? Of, well, it can't be. It has to be close to the Mexican border because yep. they walked on foot, remember, to Mexico. Well, I mean, they walk on foot everywhere. So. But I'm saying. It, 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 Don't you have like a train system? They did that in like less than a week so what i'm saying is it's they do have trains though will it well they have that one episode where there was a train yeah it was oh there's steam trains that's right yeah, yeah. Mm, you guys are Boom. smarties you figured it out so they make it <laughs> to willoughby in five days and neville is right when he tells with what he told the president which is i know them so well i know where they hide out i know where they camp out. i know i know how they think and that's yeah. kind of creepy because he actually finds them yeah right away he finds good old Grandpa Gene Porter, and Miles is surprised. Now, do you think, when Miles asks Jason the question, is your dad telling the truth about wanting revenge? And Jason says yes. Do you think Miles believes them? No. I don't. Uh, it was convincing to me. No. Do you think Miles <clears throat> believes them, though? He don't trust Jason overall because he knows Jason would say anything that his father believes in. His father, and I his just father's think, son. And I just think that Miles just kind of looked at him like, okay, do I really believe this guy? Because he just said it with like no expression on his face. He was just like, yes. I think he's, I feel like Miles is 70-30. 70 believing them, 30 not believing. And it probably was like 50-50, but then Jason pushed him over to the 70 He swore on his mom. You know, that was a clinching factor for me, I think, that makes right. me want to believe them. Yeah, because you know we both know their their love of Julia, right? Especially Neville. So, yeah, I, I'd go seventy thirty. Right I, I think right now Miles is believing them. He still has one eye on them, but I think he's, yeah. yeah, I think he believes them. Um, but I think it's gonna be more so that with the next episode, them finding like where have you been? Why have you you really been background. successful? Yeah, you know because he's like oh he keeps talking yeah. I want to kind of ambush the Patriots. You want to take over the Patriots. But, again, Miles is a smart guy. Even with Monroe is going to be a smart guy. It's going to be other questions asked, like, where have you been so long? How did you find it? How did you know that we was in Willoughby? I mean, what she kind of explains, like, oh, well, we found that you was in Willoughby because of y'all supposed to have um, killed Monroe. But at the same time, it's like, how do you know so much information? Right. I mean, and they're, they're going to put two and two together. And, honestly, this is what I think. I think because let's just be honest. If he – if Neville kills Monroe – there, there's no guarantee that they'll keep Julie alive. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's sure. honest. I don't even see why they would keep her alive to be... I mean, once the deal is done, what are they going to do? What is Neville what? and Jason going to do? You killed their mom, their wife. Like, do what are they going to do? Nothing. Do you see then in the future with uh, the whole gang going to Washington, D.C. on a mission to... I said that like two yeah. episodes ago. That's yeah. what I said. I feel like that's what's going to happen. I feel that Neville and Jason are going to end up talk like somehow or another miles and company are going to find out the truth why neville was sent there and then they're going to turn around and be like neville we'll help you because clearly they're not going to keep your wife alive if you go and say you know monroe's dead and i think that's what's going to change neville opinion about everything is that miles going to tell her hey you know what 
Monroe went to go get some help, some more guys, so that we can basically start a whole nother like republic again and take over Washington. Take oh, over that ain't Texas. gonna work, honey. So do you see, because we saw at the end of this episode uh, that Connor and uh, Monroe got captured. So do you see something with Neville coming to help them escape in the next a couple episodes? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that could be a proving factor that he is in it to win it. We'll see. We I mean, but that, yeah. but I think he really will try to, honestly, I think Neville will try to kill Monroe because he is like, we got to get Julia back. But I think there's going to be something that happens where oh. the, Miles is like, no, we'll help you go get But he's, he's smart enough not to just kill him and leave and say he's dead. You yeah. know, he's going to take him back with him and then kill him. Yeah, right. or, yeah he's okay. not going to kill him in Texas. That's what I'm saying. So, yes, uh, he's a manipulator. We've seen he's a master manipulator. And we're still due for a major character death yeah. coming up. So. Oh, gosh. I just wish Ed Truman would die. Gosh. He's not going to die. I don't think anybody's going to ah. die over the next few episodes. I think Monroe, like, because you look at it, if you kill Monroe, like, who's going to take his Because his son is weak. Connor's weak. I mean, I don't know. No, they're not going to take off any of the major players. Yeah. Ugh, I just don't know who. Okay, so then we see that the Nevilles make it to Willoughby, Texas. Of course, they see Miles and, and uh, Rachel coming fresh off of a... Fling. 21 exactly. years of flirting. 20, honey. Of foreplay. 20, 20 years, 20 of, years foreplay. of foreplay. That's long freaking time. A long time over Yeah, there. about 20 years. Isn't that about how old Charlie is? About 20 years? Something I know, like but I, but sh- the way she says, Rachel says that you, you're not sure if they've ever done anything. Yeah. Or they did used to do stuff because they had an affair. Yeah. But you don't know when the last, uh, we don't know. But I'm, I'm telling you, I've said it since the first season. I do think Charlie is Miles' daughter. Just saying. Um, so yes, what did you guys think about them finally after all two seasons, all this love building up it finally time. happened? About time. It's kind of like he kind of took on like a, a date. He's like, oh, let me take you to the movies. <laughs> yeah, the movies yeah. It was like, so cute. He's like, I you picked it. the movie. And she was like, okay. I but- love that joke about the notebook because the notebook still sucks <laughs> after a post apocalyptic world. <laughs> right? You won't even watch the, the notebook if you have power. For, I, you didn't have power for 15 years. You still wouldn't watch the notebook. No, no. That's such a, a, a man comment. Like, we can watch whatever movie, just not the notebook. <laughs> and then, of course, Rachel's not a notebook kind of girl. Yeah. She says Evil Dead 2 yeah. or something. Like, oh. The best Evil Dead. Yeah. Right. Which is of the course. same as Evil Dead 1, but it's okay. Yeah. I'm just like, goodness, of course she would say that. But I thought it was so cute how they're like on this date. Because think about it in this type of world with, where there's no power. What do you do for dates? Like, what do you like, use your you imagination. Go to I know this. I feel like it's really worse for guys to date in a place where there's no electricity because now you guys got to be creative. It's no date. It's just straight to the point. Now, nah. yeah, <laughs> it's just uh, really straight to the point. Date. They sit right. down. They Seriously. talk for two seconds, and her shirt like, came off. Oh, she was like, right. "Oh, and I'm ready." Right, right to business. Right. She's just like, you know, shirts coming off. I mean, I feel like at this point, what else do they have to talk about? <laughs> I guess you got to really look at it like. Everybody has their vulnerable moment. You know, if you've been around somebody for like such a long time and this is like. You face death a billion times with this person. You know what? Uh, why not? Let's just cuddle. Just do it. Let's just do it. And clearly we see other people are doing it with some more happy endings. Did you see that coming? Charlie and 
Connor, Connor doing okay so I felt like it was gonna happen didn't think it was gonna happen this episode Listen, that's so fast yeah. Charlie you're a whore I'm just saying <laughs> she's not a whore she is but she's okay with her she's whore she's an experimental young teenager she's just she's like you know what? and she, I'm okay she's, she's fine with she's I'm, for I'm happy for her because she, that's what she says she's like you know we're I'm gonna a, die I'm bored. I was bored that's what she said I know. I'm bored we're gonna die in less than a year hey, that's how Juno Morbid. got pregnant she was bored too so just <laughs> keep your pants in there but it's kind of weird because like Connor just kind of felt like it was something like real special and she was just like no it's, it's nothing like whatever well he also says when they're in New Vegas he says that he doesn't he didn't even realize that she was the kind of girl that she is yeah. because you see at Earlier, the beginning yeah. of the episode he tries to sweet talk her and says you know oh I'm facing death and I'm big shot right I'm helped, yeah. I've helped all those people and she's just feeding into it and he has no idea uh-huh. she's as a, a tough cookie has no yeah. I think she'd kick his ass I think well, so too. yes she'd definitely. tear him apart yeah I think he finally went like whoa when she pulls the gun out um, when they're in Vegas, he sees yeah. like, oh, this chick is for real. Like, she's the truth, right? And then Legit. of course, right on Duncan, right? In front of everyone too. There are all the men. Like, her gun was out first, and then they have sex, and then she's just kind of like, yeah, it's whatever. And she's very <laughs> morbid about stuff. And he's like, was that special for you? I mean, I, he's excited, he's, and yeah. she's just like, whatever. Well, see you later. It's like see you know, later. it was a one nighter. Here's the towel. Clean yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. So bad. Sorry, it was not too much. I apologize. It was too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I think that there's going to be a role reversal here because as as of right now, we see that Connor is the the more loving one. He wants he's, to. He wanted to cuddle. Right. He wanted to cuddle. I think later on we're going to see that that changes. That he's. I think he's going to help bring Charlie's feminine girlishness back. No, because what's going to happen is he's going to see Jason. And it's going to be like, oh. Oh, love triangle coming up. Right. Oh, but I'm OG. saying this is before the love triangle. Or maybe it'll be it's after. Gonna be ne- it's going to be the next but episode. either way, <laughs> I'm saying Charlie's girlish, her girlish side will come back out. Because right now she's really, really hardcore. She's got to be tough. There's no time for her to be a soft, feminine lady. But I think that will it will come out. And I think it, it might come out. Some There might be something that happens and Connor helps save her. Kind of makes Maybe. her. Did, did Jason and Charlie ever hook up in previous episodes? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's going to be. I, I, yeah. I, I was remembering that they did, but I was maybe just confused because there were so many hookups this week that I just got. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're talking about Actually, I'm pretty sure they a did. reality TV show this week. I'm pretty <laughs> what, what sure is they did, right? Yeah. I don't remember. I think sure. so. I think they did. Fans, but, let us know. Uh, if we're wrong, did Charlie and Jason hook up in previous episodes? I know they made out, but I feel like they hooked yeah, up. Yeah, I don't know if they did I think that's going to be a conflict, too, because mm. like Connor and Jason. Of course, yes. I'm excited to yeah. see how that They're goes. going to have a a measuring contest. <laughs> Good grief. Okay, so of course we see that um, after they get after Connor and Monroe and Miles get the vaccinations from uh, Ed, Ed Truman. Truman. Which, by the way, I didn't know how he was going to bust out of that. I thought that was pretty cool with the sniper. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, that was awesome because he had that like can on the the machine gun that they had. The ki- is that the is that part come on a gun? No, so no. they a silencer on a gun basically is a a nozzle that goes on the end of the barrel and it's usually really thick and so all the sound just reverberates inside of the nozzle and it makes no sound. Also, it so, did. So they used a metal can to do the same thing, which essentially a silencer on a gun is that. I didn't think concept. it was. Hold on. So there was a silencer on the gun. I thought there yeah. was just like a they put a little eyepiece on top. Well, that's a scope. That's, that's a for scope. seeing. Yeah. 
Ah. Uh, this was like, <laughs> Whoa, Megan. Was like, <laughs> I know. I don't know anything like, about uh, guns. The scope makes you zoom in so you can see better. Well, that's what I thought. I no, didn't know yeah. there was but a silencer you, on it. At the end of the barrel, there was a piece of metal they had taped to it. so that you, That's why I didn't make a sound when they shot him. It. it was just... And then the guy was down. Oh, I thought that was a sound. I mean, it wasn't like, <laughs> it wasn't a no, bang man. gunshot noise. Clearly, I don't Sanders think guns is down, enough. Okay? That's all we know. We already know I would not survive. Not even. I'm like, what is this part for the gun for? Okay, <laughs> so season one. Like, right, right. How do you use this? So here's the issue that I have because when they're busting out of Truman's office, why does why doesn't he kill them? Why does Connor not kill them? Why does Miles not shoot the rest of the guys in the office? I mean, I don't think they need to kill anyone. Why? I think just send a Why? Message. We see what kind of world this is. Why would you not need to kill anybody else that's on the time, other side? I mean, that's just not the M.O. Overall, yeah, I mean, him shooting the other guy, just let him know, like, hey, you know what? I have eyes outside the office. So if you don't let me go, this is what's going to happen. He's going to okay. kill the rest of you guys. Just because you hate Truman doesn't mean he needs to get killed. No, but I'm saying, think of it like, what is the purpose for them keeping him alive? You already know that Truman, this man infected people with but they just don't, to kill them but they just don't kill just people just because they only kill people in battle and at, at that point in time they don't that's he, a battle he was, he, to kill he, was revul- he was vulnerable he didn't have any weapon and they hold objective well we just want the vaccination that's it we don't want to call it mass them. murder and you got to kind of look at the other guys it's like okay cool we have two options we either surrender or we kind of kill connor but then it's going to be a bloodbath in the, in the office because we're going to kill we're gonna, right we're going to die and and I think, and then uh, I guess the other reason why they didn't kill him because they thought he was going to die anyway because he didn't have the he vaccination the for the type. I love that us, the two men on the panel, are talking her out of trying to kill people over here. Yeah. I know I'm over here like, yeah, Whoa. I feel like I'm Charlie. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah like, kill him. You little soft girls over there. Hey, you know. of girls. <laughs> <laughs> Strategy, okay. okay. Men. Right. So I guess that's. What, I mean, I guess that would make sense why they wouldn't try to kill Truman because they're like, you're going to die anyway. Yeah, whatever. No point, yeah. So then they go and and they heal everybody with a vaccination. And and then rush. I guess they accidentally leave enough for Truman to get. I, better. Do you think they intentionally did that? I, I think they no. intentionally. Did I was it. waiting for him to throw one to him. Like, eh, here you go. No, I, no, no. I didn't. I didn't think they intentionally did that because you you remember at this point it's only Charlie and Rachel giving the vaccinations. They didn't even know what had happened. I'm sure. Back with, I think it's just more so they were just like, you know, our goal was really to save everybody else. We don't need it. So, because they they personally infected everybody, yeah, as long as everyone's like, okay, well, let's heal them and let's get out of here. They're just going fast. They're just like, we have to hurry up and do this and get out of here. So, like, boom, 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 boom. whoever leave the trash where it is. So, yeah, I don't think they intentionally got that here. And they're out. And, you know, they have a moment where they're at the gate. I knew they were going to open that gate. Yeah, I wasn't scared yeah. at all. I wasn't scared at all. That was so anticlimactic. Sorry, writers. Yeah, that was a little too much. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, whatever. Listen, there was enough climax in this show. We right. can have an anticlimactic yeah. moment. Right. Okay, I guess. Like, okay, it was on too far. You have, <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> we'll give you that one. Um, so then they, of course, they make it and they split ways with Rachel and Miles and they go to New Vegas because here, you know, Sebastian Monroe makes a very good point and he says that we need some killers. We we don't have the strong arm, the brawn that we need yeah. to face the Patriots, and that's true. You, you're going to need some strong, crazy people, and he knows just where to get them in New Vegas. So they go, and then that's where we see Brett Michaels. Hi, Brett. Viva New Vegas. Yes. Yeah. It's as raunchy as it was when we first saw. I felt Sebastian like it was a Rose. circus. There's just like tents everywhere. Yeah. There's, like I mean, it's like entertainment everywhere. Right. That's how Literally. Vegas it's is. It's like prostitution, right. gambling, and it's just like Vegas fights. now. Oh my right? gosh. It's, it's just like Vegas, Vegas right like, now. New Vegas. <laughs> so, of course, we see that they are going to find um, Duncan, who I thought was a man. 
I thought it was a man too. I think everybody thought. I thought it was like the guy at the end with the, all the white hair. Right. Beard. I was like, he kept looking at him like Duncan, and he like looked up, but it wasn't him. Duncan's a lady. Do you think they dated? Yep. Yep. That was his girl back in yeah. the back, day. Back, back in, when, when he was, he was uh, Jimmy, King. Jimmy King. Jimmy King. Back when he was Jimmy King. But then like, but she, she knew who he was. Yeah, she knows. I wonder how she knows all the stuff about him. She, he probably told her. Yeah, he probably told her. Things you talk about in the pillow, you know? I wonder <laughs> like why he would tell her that. So anyway, we see that um, he tells Duncan that he needs her men. And she is a tough lady. She says 30 diamonds a head. That's kind of steep. No, 20 diamonds a head. 30. 30. No, 15 diamonds ahead. 30. All right, 25 diamonds ahead. 30. Okay, fine, 30 diamonds ahead. <laughs> right. Shake on it. Shake, shake, shake. We're shaking okay. across the table. <laughs> you yeah, so she's a, she drives a hard bargain, but at this point, she doesn't have anything to lose. She's like, look, my guys can stay here. We don't want to go but I think it's fight more, the Patriots. Like, what are you? I, she says, we pick our fights. I don't want to pick that fight. But I think it's more so she's charging 30, 30 diamonds ahead just because of the way he left her last time. Probably I think that was part of it. I think that's why she didn't negotiate. Because yeah. I think if, if it was any other reason, she'd probably be like, fine, 20. But I yeah. think because of that is why she stayed at 30. She was a little emotionally hurt. A little bitter. A little yes. bitter, yes. Um, so they devised this amazing plan, which yeah. I don't know if it, I would call Straight it that. Straight up Ocean's Eleven. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was. Um, trickery. So Miles and, excuse me, Miles, um, Connor and... Charlie. Charlie are supposed and Charlotte, I should say. Yeah, he calls her Charlotte. Like he that's does. she's in trouble. That's yeah. what I wrote like, down. Right. Oh, that's Charlotte. like that's so funny because now here you have the most irresponsible guy. Sebastian Monroe is now like fatherly. Total dad of the year. He's so yeah. embarrassed. His kid, he catches his kid doing it. He reprimands right? him. <laughs> like, what if Miles and Rachel find out? What if her parents find out? Like, is he doing it too? Right. Like, only know. if you knew. But he's now, I mean, I really like how the writers have turned uh, Sebastian Monroe around to be like the opposite of what he was before. Right. But it's like, don't you think him, him and Miles' character is kind of like, it's, it's similar? To where Miles, in the beginning, he was just more of, like, a heartless person, didn't really care about anything. But then he right. started to, like, really, oh, care about Charlie to make sure Charlie's all right. And more of the fatherly figure to Charlie. And now Monroe's, like, the same way now because, he, you know, but, he has a son. But here's the difference, I would say. I think that was who Miles always was. Miles, Miles was always a caring, loving person. Yeah. I think he had to change his ways when, you know, the lights went out and things got crazy. He had to change and become kind of heartless. Yeah. But he's always been nice and kind. But yeah. I don't think, I mean, when you, even when you look back when they were teenagers growing up, I think Sebastian Monroe was always kind of kind of reckless, kind of yeah. crazy. And I think him becoming this kind-hearted guy is different. A guy yeah. who cares is different. He's still crazy, but it's it's not something that he's used to or somebody that he used to be. Yeah. So I got to ask a question because I've been looking for – a Charlie hookup with Monroe for weeks. The way that she looks at him, the way they're together, I've been waiting for that to happen. So do you think that she hooked up with Connor just because it's Monroe's kid? So it's sort of Monroe-ish? No. Qualities? Nah. I don't think she nah. likes Monroe like that. I don't know. Nah. I feel like she kind of idolizes him in a weird sort of fetishy way. Kind of, but no. saying, I, I would never thought that her and Charlie and Monroe would hook up. I think that's just kind of creepy. Yeah, it is a little Don't creepy. make that face of me. <laughs> it is a little creepy. And I think Miles probably would kill them. Yeah, I think that's probably the one thing that probably would have broke right. the... The star that broke the camel back. Is there goes their friendship, finally. <laughs> it's done. So then, of course, we see that... Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We see that Monroe goes and fights a huge guy. Yeah. 
um, to kind of divert attention away from the casino so that Charlie and Connor can rob it and get the diamonds. And they do a really smart plan. I'm thinking, you know, you're stupid, Charlie. You're going to hop the fence and you leave the diamonds there. That's the whole purpose of this. Yeah. But lo and behold, we see there's rocks in there. And then they put the diamonds in the actual trash can. Here's what I noticed. Why? Okay. It would have taken some time for Charlie to run out to the fence, drop the box, hop the fence. Then for Gould, the the casino owner, and the men to go looking for her, it would have taken five minutes, ten minutes. It would have taken a little time, right? So then in that time frame, how come, why didn't Connor get up faster than that, get the stuff and get out? He could have easily escaped. But it made it seem like as soon as he dropped down, he got up, he got the stuff, he goes outside, and then they catch him. Yeah, that was that kinda, timing was off for me. It was real off per- personally, but my thing was is that I only would have wanted for him to get up and just leave, and you leave your opposite way. We kind of meet at the running rendezvous point, and you know when he when he kind of met up with Monroe afterwards, I was like, that's just so su- suspicious to me. I would just felt like you know all of a sudden I saw three of you kind of come into town, but now it's only two of you. The girls no longer with you. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you because yeah, I, I would just kind of got up because everybody would have been gone. I would have got up and just like grabbed and just like left immediately. Yeah, they shouldn't have been hanging out in like groups like that. They should have all just taken off and met somewhere outside of New Vegas and been on their merry way because them like waiting around for each other and relying on each other. Right. What's well, gonna get you caught? And th- and that's and that's funny because that's what Monroe says. He he tells them before he sends them off. Let's you know meet at the rendezvous point. Rendezvous point was not inside of New Vegas. Right at the tent, right outside. Right, and yeah. then he slaps the whole, you know, slaps his back like, yeah, good job, son. Hey, like, oh. right, yeah, I, I, I think that definitely was a big mistake on their part. I mean, as you can see in the future episodes, how it kind of pans out. But overall, I mean, me personally, like, I'm not typically drunk. I just kind of fell back. All of a sudden, everybody ran out. I'm like, up, like, seconds. Right. Done. I think, And so I think that brings us to predictions, right, guys? Yeah. You ready? Let's do this. Yes. And now... You're after Buzz TV. Prediction. All right, we'll start with you, Mr. Larice Peoples. Give me one prediction. I predict that they're going to say that Neville's not going to kill Monroe, but they're going to kind of come together and form a unit. Okay. Is he going to kill him later? No. Is he going to try to kill him later? No. So I I have a question before we go into anything else about predictions. Do you think that when you were talking about earlier with uh, Peter and Aaron and Cynthia, not Cynthia, uh, Priscilla, rather, being together, like, if they team up, do you think they could have, like, super, super powers? It's like there's two against one, and, like, my nanites are stronger than your nanites because there's two of us? No. No. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I don't think it works like that. Listen, I, I like superhero movies, and I want teams <laughs> to Transformer style. Just <laughs> okay, well, then what's your prediction? Um, My prediction is related to... I got nothing. Hold on. I don't think it's... Ah. Okay, well, let me do my you prediction, do and you, we'll come back to you. I'm not ready yet. I think that the nanites are, as we see, they're, they come back as Cynthia, and they're telling, Aaron, we need you to save us because we're dying. So I think the reason why they wanted Priscilla, Aaron, and Peter to get back together was because they need to... They, they have to create another formula, another equation to help revive them or to help strengthen the nanites. And it cannot be done without the three of them. So it's not going to be a two against one. It has to be all three. Of course, there's going to be some conflict in there where there will be two against one. But I think the nanites are going to be like, no, 
all three of you guys must come together and do this or we'll kill all of you because so we're going to die they, anyway. If the Nanites die, then the power comes back on? I don't think they're going to die. I don't know. That's a they're good not, question. The Nanites are not going to die. I think there's that, so many of them. I also think that everyone's going to find out about uh, Rachel and Miles hooking up. So that's your prediction? I think it's going to happen. So what is that going to do? I, it's just going to it's going to cause tension and drama, okay? That's what we want. I don't think it is. Who and else was watching Rachel? And then Ed is going to get killed. How about that? Uh, yeah, Dr. Porter. I think he's the one that's going to get killed. Dr. P? think Dr. P's going down? Dr. P's um, going down. Sorry, somebody's got to go. If they don't kill Ed first. Hey, it is what it is. No, nah, Ed's yes. not going to die. All right, let's get to this news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. So, unfortunately, we won't be seeing you guys for another month. And that's not because we don't love you. It's because Revolution is going on hiatus. I guess there's a lot of stuff going on. The Olympics, Sochi, yep, award shows. Are, shows. Yeah, there's a lot of right stuff. Now. Right. So we're, we're going to see you Wednesday, uh, February 26th, right here again. Any other news and gossip, guys? Uh, I'm gossiped out. Okay. Nope, nothing. Well, then where can we find you? You can find me at True Peoples, T-R-U-P-E-O-P-L-E-S, at TruePeoples.com, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And you can find me at RyanHooks92 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Yahoo, and also on a new uh, Black Sales After Show. All right. My name is Megan Thomas. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at MegScoop, like a scoop of ice cream. And don't forget, make sure you follow us and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Just search for us, After Buzz TV Revolution. And also, don't forget to watch us live at midnight or 9 p.m. Pacific. Midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Wednesdays. <laughs> Get it. See you guys later. Later. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.